Okay, there we go. One of our favorite things about our church family here is our kids, and we love them. And we love kids' time. And I try to make the questions open-ended so that the kids say whatever and do whatever. And the reason I love that so much is because almost every Sunday, none of my kids or grandkids are up here. (laughs) So I have nothing to lose. So Gary and Julie, congrats on your grandkids. That is such a great... Uh, We love them so much, and uh, we love being together. We love being home. We love being home. And so today is our Welcome Home Sunday, and we want everyone to feel welcome today. Whether you're here in this wonderful assembly, if you're worshiping with us online today, we say to you the same thing, Welcome Home. And of course, it is a very special day for our church family because Tucker and Elizabeth Sullivan are here and we're so thankful for that and for all of their family and we are very very blessed uh, to have you as part of our home and that is such a wonderful wonderful thing we do have our dinner immediately following it's a catered dinner it's free for everyone and there's no uh, there's no cost there's there's going to be lots of food and we want everyone uh, to stay and to walk across uh, to the Family Life Center, walk across West Irwin Street, and that's where uh, our dinner will be. And we're excited about that. We're excited about getting together with our uh, hermanos y hermanas at uh, Iglesia de Cristo. They mean so much to us and have for such a long time, and we miss them dearly. And Sunday night, October 3rd, is when we'll be able to uh, have a time of fellowship and meal uh, together, I believe our arrangement is is that our church family is going to provide some sandwiches and some other things. Their church family is providing tamales. <laughs> My vote was very high on that one, and uh, and so we're really excited about spending some time uh, with them. Our wonderful defending the truth event is coming up. It's five weeks from this weekend. October 23rd and 24th, uh, we have, as Galen shared, these wonderful brochures that are out on the table. There's a, a beautiful display table that Sharon and David Hammond have put together out there, and you'll find these uh, brochures in packets of five so that you can just grab a packet and then you can give some of those away. And if you need more than one packet, by all means, take them. We have printed up a thousand of these and we can print up more and we plan to print up more because we expect each other to be sharing these. We're sharing them with the area churches of Christ. We're sharing them with some of the area churches here in town, other churches as well. And that that circle is is very broad as we try to put the word out because this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful event. It's going to answer some questions that we all have, that our kids and our grandkids have, that our neighbors and our co-workers and our friends have. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's going to be a a great step uh, in discussing and fighting that culture war that we have shared about today. I hope that you will be on our website and our app uh, and will be watching social media because we are going to be putting a lot out there. Uh, coming up, and we expect a lot to be said about this wonderful event coming up uh, next month. There is uh, such a great blessing uh, to be a part of the West Irwin Church family. It's such a great blessing to call this our home. And one of the great things I'm teaching in the college young adult class right now, and every so often I, I hear something that is just so perfect and so much in line uh, with the, today's lesson. And I heard that uh, this morning. 
uh, one of our uh, wonderful uh, young college, uh, young adults, uh, Michaela Van Buskirk shared a story that her father had told uh, her. And uh, it, it fits so well with our uh, sermon today that I thought I would have to share it. <clears throat> um, so why is it that um, pirates can't ever get through the whole alphabet? Because they get lost at sea. Mike Van Buskirk right there, let me tell you, wonderful dad joke. Today we're talking about a little different kind of lost. Lost because you're away from home. And we want everyone to come back and we want everyone to know that when you come back, there is a welcome home for you. One of the results of the pandemic and its consequences of the last couple of years is simply this, the need for a home. I think we feel that perhaps more than we ever have because we've relied on each other, because we've needed each other, because we've missed each other. We recognize more today than ever the need for a home. God certainly recognizes that for us as well. We need each other. And I think we realize that need now more than ever. We're gonna be in Luke 15 today, just as we were last week. And last week, we looked at the first 10 verses of that passage where Jesus tells a couple of parables. Parable about a woman who had lost a coin and a parable about a shepherd who had lost a sheep. And even though she had other coins, even though he had other sheep, they did everything in their power to try to find what had been lost. They noticed what was lost. They made concrete, specific, deliberate efforts to find what was lost. And then they celebrated when it was found. Today, we're going to look at the next part of that great chapter in Luke 15, where Jesus tells one more parable. This parable and the Good Samaritan are probably the two most well-known parables that Jesus tells. This one, of course, is the parable of the prodigal son, except I believe it's the parable of the prodigal sons and the parable of the loving father. What this father wanted more than anything else is for his children to come Luke 15, beginning at verse 11. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had, excuse me, after he had spent everything, There was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, verse 17, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired 
servants. So he went up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, the middle of verse 20 says, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son, just as he had rehearsed, said to his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But that's as far as he got in his speech. Verse 22, but the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Verse 25, meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of his servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So the father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. Verse 31, my son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Welcome home. Welcome home. I want us to look at these, these stories within this story. As we look at these two brothers, and I, I want us to think about them perhaps in a little bit different way, but to apply them to us. Those of us who have come home to Jesus before, and perhaps those of us who have never come home to Jesus as our Lord. Perhaps to some who are back and who are back for the first time today, worshiping with us in person or worshiping with us online for the first time, and say a, a strong, hearty welcome home. And then to those of us who have always been here, who have never left, and to those who perhaps are here for the first time. So first of all, those who are first time home, those who are first time home, and we'll be talking about the younger brother. And I get that the younger brother is, has been home before. I understand that. And he came back home. I understand that as well. But many times when we think of this parable and we think of this younger brother who went far, far away from his father, not just in distance, but in life and in values. And when he comes back home, he's really coming home for the very first time. That's his desire. And so this is a man I want us to see as being first time home. For many people, they've never known Christ. And maybe that's you today. For many people, they've never realized that they can have a home, a church home. And maybe that's you. 
What do we know about this younger brother? Well, he went far away, but his lifestyle and his morals and his values were far away as well. He had initially asked his father, why don't you go ahead and give me my share of the estate? So the father did. And before long, the son was gone. Just as I'm sure the older brother expected. And he was gone, but the whole time he was gone, the father was watching for him, yearning for him to come home. And when you're away from home, when you're away from the loving father, as is always the case, it goes good for a while and then not so much. And that's what this boy experienced. When the money ran out, so did his friends. So did his home. And so he took whatever job he could find, even though for a Jewish boy, this was, this was a, a horrible, horrible experience to be tending someone else's pigs. And yet he was so hungry and so desperate that that's what he did. Even being willing to share the pig's food with them. When he's at the bottom, when we're at the bottom, what do we think of? We think of home. We think of a father who loves us. And that's what this boy remembered. And so while he was there, he thought, you know, even the worst of my father's servants are treated better than this. I would give anything to be one of them. And so he plans that speech. He rehearses it in his mind. He probably says it the whole way there. And then he gets home and his father sees him. And as has been said many times in many sermons through the years, his father sees him, I believe, for one reason and one reason only, because he was watching for him. He was longing for him. I'm sure so many other times he had looked down that path, imagining his son coming home. And when he sees his son, he runs to meet him. And the son starts his speech that he's memorized. Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And the father doesn't hear a word he's saying. But he calls on those servants that this boy wanted to be one of. And he says, bring a robe, bring a ring, bring shoes. Kill the fattened calf that we've been saying for a great, great occasion because this is it. This is what we've been fattening up that calf for. Call in the musicians, call in everybody. Let's sing, let's dance, let's celebrate. Because this, my son was dead and he's alive. He was lost and now is found. Now is home. If you're away from God and you've never known God, the story is for you. And no matter what has gone on in your life, no matter what far country you've been in, no matter how you've wasted your life, how you've spent your life, you can come home. And your loving heavenly father is watching down that path that is separating you from him, longing, longing urging, imagining, dreaming 
of that time when you make that first step towards him. And I guarantee you, when you make that first step towards home, he will run to meet you. But what about those who have been home and now want to go back? I want to share in the story of the older brother those who can come back home. You see, he kind of never left, but in a way he, he did. He did. His heart was obviously not right. Even though he was physically there, he was spiritually, emotionally somewhere else. And so the older brother is the one, I believe, who is called to come back home. He hears about the mercy and the grace and the compassion and the love that the father has shown, and he gets his feelings hurt. I know that never happens to any of us. (laughs) And he sits and he pouts, and the father runs to him. He goes out to him. He will not stand idly by while this son is also away from home. And he goes out to him and I can picture him saying, what what in the world, what's going on? And he tells his very selfish, pathetic story. Hey, I've worked hard for you all along. Nobody has ever been more faithful to you than I have. Nobody has ever done more for you than I have. Nobody has ever sacrificed more for you than I have, especially this younger son of yours. And now after he's wasted everything, he comes back hat in hand begging and you throw a party for him. I don't get it. You never did that for me. And this loving father does what our loving father does and he comes to us and he has compassion on us. The father tells this older brother, look, I know, I know what you've done for me. I know that and I'm grateful. And everything that I have is yours. And that's what our heavenly father tells us too. Everything I have is yours. All you have to do is what? Ask. Scripture says you do not have because you do not ask. The father says, I am right here for you. I am your father too. And just as surely as I went all out for your younger brother when he came home, I will go all out for you when you come home. When you come back home. And so if this is you and you were there and you were tight and then something went crazy and you lost your focus and you became selfish and you forgot to be grateful. You forgot about all the things that the Father has given to you and your focus has only been on the things that you have done for your Father. And if that's where you are, you are away from home and God is watching down the path and he's calling and he's urging and he's hoping and he's saying, come back home, come back home. And when you do, when you take that first step back toward him, he will run and he will welcome you home. For both, those who are 
coming home for the first time, those who are coming back home, the older brother, the younger brother for both, there is a loving father waiting for them. Jesus at the very beginning of this chapter tells why he's telling these stories because there were some who were away from home and they needed to come home. Some for the first time, some needed to come back home. We're reminded of those great passages of scripture in John 3 and in Romans 5 where scripture records for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. In Romans 5 that the love of God that we sang about earlier goes so deep that he gave his son, he sacrificed his son's life. Jesus gave his life for us while we were still sinners. While we were away from home, he died for us so that he could welcome us home if we would come. The title of one of author Thomas Wolfe's most famous books affirms, you can't go home again. Well, I disagree. When it comes to your loving heavenly father and your church family for which Jesus died, you can always come home. Things may be different. Things will be different when you come home. They were different for Thomas Wolfe's George Weber. They were different for Thomas Wolfe himself as he writes somewhat autobiographically. But he ultimately found that though things were different, he could go home again. You can always come home. Things were different when the younger brother in Jesus' parable came home. Things were different when the older brother came home, if he came home. Jesus doesn't tell us that part of the story. And things were different for them because they were different. And things will be different for you when you come home. Things will be different for you when you come back home because you are different. But one thing was the same for both brothers. Waiting for them when they came home was a loving father who ran to meet them. And the same is true for us. There will be a loving father waiting for us to come home. And when we make a move toward him, he will run to meet us. When you make that first step towards your loving heavenly father, he will run to welcome you home. And so as we close today, we say this, welcome home. Welcome home. If today is the day you come home, here is what you will find. First of all, you will find a welcoming Savior. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. If we can welcome you home today, you will find a welcoming Savior. Secondly, you will find a welcoming church. Not a perfect church, not by any stretch. Not a sinless church, not by any stretch but a welcoming church. We want you to come home and we will welcome you home. And third, you will find a welcoming friend. I'm not sure who that will be, but you will find someone here who can be your friend. And what's more than that, you will be able to be that welcoming friend for someone who comes home. What can wash 
away my sin. Nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. If we can welcome you home today, come as we stand and sing our song together. What can one...